Did you have an affair with Kathy Waz? Come on. No. Ratings bonanza. Sweep, sweep. No. Define affair. (laughs) No. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the pop culture. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. The lingo. 30 inches of thigh slapping, blood pumping, nuclear brain damage. And the love. Casey, could you please play Waiting for a Girl Like You? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, with TampaBay.com. And yes, you're about to listen to our salute to Queens, the game. With me as always, you can call him a killer queen, but I merely think of him as somebody to love. Times pop music critic Sean Daly. Yes, I've been begging, begging, pleading to do the Queen, uh, uh, the game show for years. Oh, and God. you're giving me all this crap about, no, let's do an Australian music podcast. No one cares. The Queen, baby. Why do you call them the cares. Queen? I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't know. Uh, but no, very, very exciting. Uh, June 30th, 1980. We were blessed with perhaps uh, Queen's most balanced album. That's a good way to refer to it. You know, um, and it really illustrates how, in many respects, Queen is the perfect band. The perfect band of our lifetimes of that decade? She's, uh, you know, I haven't really given it that much thought, Steve. But uh, <laughs> no, here's my, has a limit. Here, here's what uh, here's what I always say, that um, when I retire as rock critic... <laughs> the same few times. Um, and I don't have to listen to new music anymore. Really, I'll be happy just going home and listening to, to Queen Records on vinyl. Yeah, because they offer you everything. They get you a little bit of the, the rock, right? You got really? a little bit of the rock swagger, right? We will rock. My favorite guitar solo of all time, it's not on this album, actually. We will rock you, Brian May, but we'll get to that in a second. Hmm. Um, but uh, Queen gives you everything. I mean, look at this album. Crazy little thing called Love, kind of fun. Little f- fun pop, you know. Another one bites the dust is your below the belt, like you know, grab your Johnson music, right? Um, uh, uh, save me and play the game. Emotional, yeah. Romantic, sure. Can't really make out to it, but I can get your heartstrings. I mean, they take you on a travel log of human emotion. How do you feel? How do you feel? I do not understand the question. Well, you're half human. The computer knows that. <laughs> Listening to you podcast is like, you know, it's like playing Scrabble. <laughs> you have like these 10 words. You're going to rearrange them and form 20 different sentences. What are you talking about? Tra- no, tra- no, tra- I, I, get like you. I get you. I mean, I expected, I expected to have to bleep you in the first 30 seconds, and I did. I, expected- I, didn't, I didn't drop an F-bomb. Rock. You can say no. But what I can do is bleep you four times now. That's it. All right, well, that's just crazy. You are like, you. the older you get, you're like some sort of like, really like religious zealot. Like, like, 
You've become like so. Are you dating like a super religious woman or something? Uh, like that? I'm, I'm offended by that. That you would characterize my responsibility as somehow irresponsible. Oh, you th- no, you, you become. I a care parent. about my you job, Sean Daly. No, you become a parent, and I, I and like I'm the child. Am I the uh, maybe the, the rap scout? Oh, no, here, yeah. There we go. There's another word. Here, here's what I would know. Let's get back to Queen. Let's get back to Queen. Here's my uh, here's my theory. Okay, is that. The reason that we're doing the game, not just because it's the 30th anniversary of Queen's The Game, but I think that it's the sound of Freddie Mercury versus Brian May. Okay? That's safe to say. Now, don't get into all the who wrote what and stuff like that, because May wrote Save Me and, and you know, Freddie wrote uh, Don't Try Suicide Stuff. But anyway, Freddie has these really beautiful parts, you know? <laughs> Uh, you know, very, you know, operatic, you know. Didn't have to bleep that. No, uh, pop operatic. You know, Freddie has this soaring, you know, majesty to his vocal. Where May liked to like, you know, he'd like to bring in that really, I mean, the, the tone on Brian May's guitar, has there ever been more of an iconic yeah. tone? You know exactly who it is, that right. first lick yeah. on Brian May guitar solo. But it's, it's so Freddie kind of tries to pretty things up a bit. And, and and Brian May tries to muddy things up a bit, and together they form this beautiful union. Queen. <laughs> yeah. Where I think you're the Freddie Mercury of Stuck in the 80s. And you're the Brian and May. And I'm the Brian May. And you like to pretty things up, you know, and you like to cry a lot. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, no, I'm, no. I'm, you I'm, like I'm, to cry on the show and, believe... and show all the Spearsettes how deeply emotional oh, you are. Spearsettes. And I'm like Brian May. Where <laughs> You know what? I I have to say this. I never thought I'd say this. You're absolutely right. See? I I didn't know where you were going with it. I had zero faith in you to bring it back. (laughs) And you did. No, I told you, baby. I'm on fire. You are. Fire! Do you remember owning this album when you were a kid? I do. I do. I, I remember asking my parents for it for Christmas, not having ever listened to it but but at the time queen was coming off the late 70s and they had we will rock you and we are the champions and fat bottom girls and all these great songs and so to me by that time they'd earned the right to ask for it on your christmas list without ever having heard a tune so it arrives christmas morning i open it up and there is you know a very short-haired freddie mercury unmustachioed yeah no mustache really freaky looking and then there's the one song that we would hear for the first five years of the 80s nonstop at roller skating rinks. And that's, of course, Another One Bites the Dust. I love it, baby. I'm back on skates. My, my little Viking boots, my blue devil wheels. I have no idea what you're talking about. Skaties right out there know what I'm talking about. Skaties? They love it. Is that what they really call them, skaties? That's what I'm calling them now. Well, here's go. Getting back to my theory, which is much more interesting yes. about your uh, skating and Christmas morning at the Spears house, <sighs> is that look how the, the album opens, okay? First song, Play the Game. Great song. Freddie. Again, that pop rock that he liked to do. Uh, beautiful. You know, Sweeney takes you on an emotional ride. And then Brian May, boom, dragon attack. She don't take no prisoners. She 
Underrated Str- song. Totally underrated. It's kind of strutty and sexy, like, you know. I was thinking about this. It makes me a little uh, randy there, yeah. Steve. I, has feel the perfect little, beat. I feel a little quiver it in my loins. It has the perfect beat for a 40-something-year-old. <laughs> Any faster, we can break a hip. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do, I do. Um, and then we have um, bass player John Deacon wrote Another One Bites the Dust, yeah. third song. Then Need Your Loving Tonight, which uh, I'm not uh, no. I'm, I'm not crazy about. And then Crazy Little Thing Called Love finishes off side You know what? I hate Mercury. that song. I want to say this. And I know I'm going to lose points with... What? I don't like it's it. It's one of the great songs of all time. But oh, better than... On. But no, no no offense to the, the late Freddie Mercury. But Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Great song. Queen version. Even better... Dwight Yoakam's version of Crazy Little Thing I bet Called it is Love. better. From the Gap. Remember the Gap ads they would play on there? Awesome version. I don't like Crazy Little Thing Called Love. I didn't like it back then. It's too... It's too 50s. So bizarre with what's like so bizarre? Not, it's a, it's, it's so a, it's, unqueen it's a like. So- it's so unqueen like. If you hear him playing concert, but Freddie was showing it, you a different side of himself. Speed he was like, concert. you know what Freddie Mercury was saying it was like, "F you to pop radio. I can do it even better than you can." I don't think that's what I, I, I love that they were giving looks. And you know, this album, it's funny. You even you either see like you got five out of five stars or four out of five, or people savaged it. This album got either savaged or praised. It was like very very polarizing. Well, because it was because the songs itself, you had great songs, and then you have Rocket and Coming Soon, which are two of the worst songs you ever hear in the '80s. So I think it deserves to be either bad or good. I mean, so, I'm not. Crazy and then there's going to be people who are going to disagree system. about Crazy Little Thing Called Love because I swear to God, I don't want to hear it again to this day. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. Don't try Suicide's a good song. So then we go. Let's just finish no, up. We go to side two. We have Rocket Prime Jive. Yeah. Don't try suicide. Come on, that's fun. Why? That's one of those great queen. It sounds so, like such a queen song. Here, we'll play a bit Deep of it. Maybe I'll change my mind. Okay, here we go. It's a little fun. It's jaunty. It's jaunty. It's jaundiced. <laughs> No, that's like my really liver. a little fun. I love it. He was starting to cut loose a bit. I love it. Yeah, uh, then we I have Sail Away, like, Sweet just, Sister. Yeah. Not crazy. Then Coming Soon. And finally, the best song on the album, I think we can both agree, is Save Me. Oh, yeah. I love it. You know? And it's written by Brian May. Play a little bit of Save Me. Okay. As always, a real tearjerker. A tearjerker. Now, um, <laughs> speaking of tears, I have a theory. Okay, okay. I have I have a theory, and I'm not. I'm. I really. I want to preface this theory by saying that I'm not being a jerk, and I mean this. This is like my 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 postulation. Go ahead. Save me. If you read the lyrics, is the story of you and Vegas girlfriend.
hang my head and I advertise a soul for sale or rent. I have no heart. I'm cold inside. I have no real intent. All right, it's a it's a breakup song. Yeah. It's someone pleading for the return of a lover. I'm sorry. The years of care and loyalty were nothing but a sham, it seems. The years belie we lived a lie. I love you till I die. Stephen Q. Spears, that is the story of you and Vegas Girlfriend. And I, I mean that as a compliment to both of you. How? Why the hell are you complimenting her? Each, <laughs> each night I cry, I still believe the lie. I love you till I die. It's intense. I don't. I'm not. <gasps> the slate will soon be clean. I'll erase the memories to start again with somebody new. Was it all wasted? All that love? Come on, maybe. Yeah. You see, I know it. Uh, so you don't want to agree yeah. with Sean Daly. No, I kinda, But you have to. No, I sort of do. It's yeah. a beautiful song. I, I'm not gonna love her till I die. But the whole betrayal part. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read that till now. Jesus, you're brilliant. You know, I, you think that I'm just like some heathen that yeah. I'm, I'm 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 paganistic that I don't mm. I don't I don't think of the repercussions of true. what I say and my actions. Almost. Basically, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? I have been attached to that song since 1980. Who knew it was like a uh, it, save me? It's a beautiful song. Brian and again, it, was, it a, was a sooth. Yeah. <laughs> telling me the pain I would go through some 28 years later. He's a soothsayer. He was. He's a soothsayer. Um, oh, man. Yeah, and Brian May, again, that kind of uh, screws up my theory about May versus Mercury. But uh, it ends. It's su- such a gorgeous way. I mean, yeah. the bookends of the album, you know, the first track is Play the Game and then Save Me. Uh, really tremendous. Really, really tremendous one two punch. Um, <laughs> Don't tell me that. Yeah, so there you can go. We, you you and Kim. Her Vegas girlfriend. Can we, we'll just use her real Kim. name now, Kim. Her For those who Kim. didn't know, her name's Kim. Man, look she's, at you. She's, not, you, allowed, you she's not allowed to be called Vegas girlfriend anymore. I know, think uh, I, Kim, I, and why don't you give the good people her uh, social security number? I wish too. I had it. <laughs> Blood type. The um, No, and there's no love her till the day I die. Will I be pissed off and bitter about the betrayal for a little bit longer? Yeah, probably. On, play a little bit more Save Me. A little bit okay. more. Another chunk. I'm so proud of my theory. Uh, yeah, I don't so mean I. to hurt. I don't mean to hurt well, and, to, and to cut. Like I've, I felt like maybe I should give you warning that I was going to do that in our in our pre-production meeting with the staff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? It gives me hope because, he, cause as Brian says, soon you, you know, this memory will be erased. So maybe we'll see. Well, I'm getting a new lair. Yeah. The new year starts off with a new lair. Have we have we officially told people that I I've, I'm out of the lair? We should now. Yeah. I'm no longer in the uh, in the lair. I've I got, been gone for a while. Wow. You mean that emotionally? No. And, uh, you'll always be in my heart. Oh. And there's always that indentation maybe, on the couch. Maybe Save Me is about um, the two of us. It could be. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. You're, thanks for being a good sport about that. I think yeah. you are realizing, and I, I predict a fun little prediction. You will listen to Save Me about 55 times today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's not fun at all. Don't, no, don't be mad at me, listeners. Come on. You know I'm right, too. Anyway, I want to ask you a quick question. Fire away. Um, you know, you and I are both huge Freddie Mercury fans. 
uh, unabashed even. Yeah. Where does Freddie sit in terms of greatest frontman of all time? Of all time? Yeah. I can't speak to that. I could tell you, uh, I got to believe he's the number one of the 80s. Um, you see, and, and maybe not before the 80s. I, I think it took him some time. I think in the mid 80s, when you see him on stage at Live Aid, and when you see him on stage on that tour that followed for the uh, It's a Kind of Magic tour, and he's wearing that that uh, signature outfit, you know, the uh, military jacket and the white pants with the yellow stripe, holding the microphone stand and leading like 80,000 people in every single anthem. And if your skin isn't crawling with goosebumps, my God, man, you have no soul. Yeah. And so to me, I mean, I don't think there's anybody else out there. There's a couple that come close. Bono, obviously. Well, here's, uh, here's how I, I handicap it here. I, I got four written down. I have Jagger. I have Plant, I have Bono, and I have Freddie Mercury. And yeah. looking at that list right now, all right, let's, uh, God, I mean, it's almost sacrilege, but let's get rid of Jagger and Plant, which is infuriating a lot of people. Not really. Uh, yeah, it really is. And let's just say Bono versus Mercury. God, Freddie's awfully good. Freddie's awfully good. He brought you everything. He was so fascinating of a character, too. And, he, and, the, and you know, his history, the way he died... You know, it, it adds to his, you know, in a strange way, adds to his luster, his lore. Bono versus Freddie Mercury. Though. Bono is a, Bono is the, might be the ultimate front man. I say I disagree. I, I think he's a, he's a good front man. Because Bono can do the same thing Mercury can. They can, he can, Bono can make you cry. He can make you want to have sex. He can make you want to, you know, uh, no, those are the songs. cheer and sing. Those are the songs. No, no, no. Those are the songs. Freddie I mean, was. Freddie was on the delivery system, my man. I mean, Freddie was almost an actor on stage. Jagger was more one note. I mean, he could whip a crowd into a frenzy with just a smile or a word. I who, mean, who, Bono who? is more. Mercury? You know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He has a certain panache or a certain amount of. Uh, cockiness to him that kind of helps i mean uh, you know i think of his, his signature moments on stage like the was it the 14 minute long performance of bad at live aid um where he brings the woman on stage and hugs her you know a you know, touching moment him pulling the white flag out at red rocks you know everyone goes nuts but but no but I, why, 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 are you, why are you thinking of just like this video i mean like he's how many yeah. times have you seen you two in concert once or twice so you're you're putting Freddie as the greatest front man yeah. of all time. You know what? Expand the list. Give me three more. I mean, you picked the two easiest ones. Michael Hutchins, maybe. Michael Hutchins. I mean, great guy, but I don't. I mean, you know, I, I have a, a, uh, a Steven love. Tyler. I put out there. I just saw Aerosmith again. In concert Steven Tyler doing your job for you over the summer, and I was amazed at what a good front man he was. Amazed. And I went to that concert not expecting to be remotely entertained. But here's the thing about Steven Tyler. Again, I'm going to say relatively one note. Yeah, you know, Dream On kind of takes you places and some of those, uh, you know, I don't want to miss a thing, that sort of stuff. I, think, I still think you're, you're confusing the song with the man. No, 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 no. But it's in the delivery system as well. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. Or, you, and you're just talking about total style over, over what they're you saying. you got to take the songs out of the equation. I think. What? What the are you talking about? I'm talking Take about the songs out of the equation. I'm talking about a man who can lead a stadium, and I'm saying the songs don't really matter. <laughs> what the? I can't. I just want to throw something at you. The no, songs don't all, matter. It's the total package. It's all, no, it's not. I mean, it's part oh of it. Oh my god! How can you be so? Uh, uh, all right. What do you want to do? Uh, no, what no. Do you I want to smash your. 
fat face. God, they got to take the songs out of the equation. I'm not saying that I, it's a total thing, man. You look at the pie chart. <laughs> pie chart? If anything, it's a fever that. chart. <laughs> now you've really lost it. You've lost no, the audience. No, I haven't. Sean Daly's lost the audience. What are you talking about? You, you know how many people are like, what the F is Spears talking yeah. about? They do, they do it all the time. <laughs> you lost last time when you had your crappy Frankie Goes to Hollywood as the ultimate 80s band. People were uh, unloading on you. <laughs> With rifles and shotguns people and got the essence of the question. No, but you, this is you, you, this is in your head. You like rewrite the rules so it's like the Spearsy rules. No one understands them but you. Well, that's true. Wow. Can we at least agree you know on what? one thing? Kim now? was right. What? <laughs> I can't believe you. I mean, you know, I cut you some slack the first time, but what the hell does that mean? You know what? You need a salve. <laughs> and you know what that salve is called? The, the Seggies. Ah, but the mystical sound of reader mailbag. You know what? There's nothing really mystical about that sound. I'm going to stop <laughs> no, saying that. No, it's not like it's a sitar. Does anyone even know what it is? I'm trying to think. <laughs> or a what rain is it? stick. It's a start of an Oingo Boingo song <laughs> from like 1981. <laughs> so after 220 shows. If you didn't what? know, if you didn't yeah. know, it's not mysterious. Yeah. Ah, by the sound of Oingo Boingo, it must be time for reader mailbag. Huh. And um, we got some good ones this week. Yes. Uh, our first. <laughs> Our first letter is from Ibrahim Frome and the Sausage King of Uruzgan. 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 AKA Taliban Rich, the American Mullah. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Stephen Sean, first off, quit crying about what order the salutation is in daily. Somebody had to be first, and it's Steve. Ha! I can't fight with Taliban Rich. You don't want to do that. I tripped across your podcast this summer, and I've just finished listening to all 217 episodes. Jesus, it's about 100 too many. <laughs> the first couple I listened to were around the snack food episode, and I was hooked. We did a show on snack foods. <clears throat> you know, some people were disgusted by that episode, but yet it still ends up being... Isn't it polarizing like Queens of the Game? It is. Some people love snack food. Some people think hand. of it as the rocket of uh, Stuck in the Some Some people <laughs> think of it as the dragon attack. <laughs> Uh, I'm currently in Afghanistan, keeping the world safe from booger-eating morons. Steve, you'd love it here. The place is stuck in the 80s, too. Unfortunately, it's the 1780s. But they tell me here that it was way better than the 90s. I'm listening to back episodes of the podcast every night that I can to help me drift off to sleep, along with a cocktail of doxycycline, Motrin, and diphenhydramine. Works like a charm, I tell you. <laughs> For some God. reason, I have a feeling that one of the upcoming podcast intros is going to be a talk about how you were both sitting around the lair drinking turkey or crown. One thing leads to another. Next thing you know, Spearsy is Tampa Bay Philharmonic's lead chair on the rusty trombone. <laughs> And Daly has a midnight snack of Cleveland chili dog with a side of Brazilian flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Oh man, that is. Uh, you just insulted us. is Tampa Bay Philharmonic's lead chair on the rusty trombone, and Daly has a midnight snack of Cleveland chili dog with a side of Brazilian flapjacks. This guy's awesome. Anyway, love the show, guys, and keep the fire burning. Temporarily stuck in Afghanistan, but permanently stuck in the '80s. Ibrahim Frome and the Sausage King, Aruzgan, aka Taliban Rich, the American Mullah. That's great. That's hilarious. So yeah. he's saying that we had. Um, Relations, basically, and Brazilian flapjacks—that would be your um, delicious, your derriere, your I buttocks. Guess. So, how long has it been since you've been gone? Now you're living somewhere else. Since you've been gone, 
Staring at your photograph, Spizzy. And I know it. Um, you probably do have a photograph of me in the. <laughs> we have a nickname for your new apartment. Uh, you I know it, what I call you, it. You call, you shut up! It's actually really coming together. I live on. Okay, let's let's just address let's, this. Let's, yes. let's get it out. I've been there for about a month. I've been in the new apartment. I live on in the Tonius Street in St. Pete. Yes. You live on the dodgy end of the Tonius Street in St. Pete. It's not dodgy at all. It's right near... Uh, oh, 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 oh. What? <laughs> it's right by Vinoy Park. It's right by the bay, Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. Let's warm it up. It's right by this beautiful park called Vinoy Park that has a really uh, giant dog park. And I was there with my 18 kids the other day. Yeah. And who comes... Oh, I know this Sashaying story. up... But Condo Girl. My ex. Your ex, Condo Girl. Well, she was my ex, but now we're friends. Looking fine. Yeah, she's got a tight t-shirt. Nice bod. And uh, she threw about 80 moves at me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, it was very interesting. Why you didn't make it sound that way. No, it was. I, I don't know. You know, I, I know you guys are very, very good friends. Look at you. You look. You, you're like heightened. You're at like you're, you're tense. No, I just thought it was interesting that it is you interesting. know. You know. You know, she's in law enforcement, so she's hanging out in that area of town, she's probably on, you know, on duty. <laughs> on dailies. Is she really? Yeah. No, she's a, she's really great. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll go on the record um, that you and Condo Girl are perfect for each other. You um you should uh you that's who you should wind up with. But I'm not gonna we're not gonna revisit that again. I know all your theories. Yeah, yeah. But uh she's a delightful person. Her dog Pepsi I met. Greatest dog in the world. Um and my and and Kid Lulu and Mai Mai were brushing Pepsi, you know, and then they went to like put water in a bowl for her, and my oldest then sprayed my youngest with water. And I'm like the world's worst dad. Like I stripped the youngest and I gotta carry her back naked. And I think Kondo Girl was like, wow. Writing something down in a book. <laughs> yeah, right. We yeah, Soon you'll get a visit. To, yeah, yeah. I've That's been cool. I've been to your new place. I call it the cocoon of horror. It's not a, it's a beautiful it's 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 nice. It's like it's retro. It it's a perfectly I think fine they filmed part of cocoon there. <laughs> it's really it's it's probably built in what, nineteen fifty? Yeah, forties or fifties. Yeah, Toronto it's like floors. it's like Melrose. It's like Melrose Place, but if Melrose Place starred fifty-five year old yeah. men, I'm it, like the young whippersnapper there. Well, it, it's got terrazzo floors, which, in case you're not familiar with that, that's what the Flintstones had. It. Um, uh, let's see, what else does it have? It has. Oh, this you know is my what? favorite feature. I gotta say this. Oh, the, the shower. Well, the shower does look like a coffin. No, it's not. A standing it's fun. coffin. My kids call it Elfie. <laughs> like an <laughs> elf, sh- an elf shower. Shower shouldn't have a nickname. Just saying. <laughs> My favorite feature is that the bedroom, the is, back oh. bedroom that they sleep in, opens up onto a a, 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 a to the carport to an alley. The carport, a cobblestone quaint, where like the first time I went there, what was in the carport? Like some like seventy six Nova that had been burned to the ground. No, the guy's like, redoing it. He's loaded. He's he, he's he's turned into a gem, a jewel. Uh, I, am I not like two blocks from like? All these awesome bars and restaurants. Yeah, but what I think what people don't understand about that area of St. Petersburg is that you're also probably you're insane. Two blocks away from a crap house. I, no, I'm about one block away from like a two million dollar house. My my apartment's great. Here's the thing. Here's the difference between you and I. You know what? I'm I'm a risk taker. I'm a risk taker. I take chances. I like city living. Okay, but you you like you like security and the lair is a fine place. 
But I didn't want to live in like another one of those, you know, the, the, the development things. I wanted something new. I wanted Melrose Place with 55-year-old men. <laughs> they know me, too. One of them was like, Sean Daly, right? I'm like, oh, man, I'm home. Good. Yeah. You're going to love it. Now, you haven't been there in a while. I have a little Christmas tree now. I just bought a new TV. I got a Blu-ray player. Bed. I built bunk beds for my 18 kids. Nine on a uh, You built a them, eh? Who helped? Dude, you built a side. <laughs> and then you say, oh, I got to get home and uh, feed Nick. You built a side. I know. I had to build the rest of the damn thing by myself come in tears, playing Tear. Save Me, postulating my theory about oh, you and Kim. Again, that's, that's really it. That's, that's so three times. Our, uh, that's it. Ready? Read the second letter. There is a, are we still in letters? Fred Jeez, it's the longest show. Fred Flintstone. Flintstone. Okay. Um, ooh, our second letter is from Cranky Peacenick. Hey, guys. <laughs> Cranky Peacenick here. I recently listened to your latest podcast with Lou Graham, the great Lou Graham. Uh, I still say it's one of our better interviews. Did we get a lot of good mail for Lou Graham? Um, a fair amount. Okay. It was interesting to me that Sean was concerned that telling Lou about losing her, his virginity to Midnight Blue might offend Lou's Christian sensibilities. I was concerned that uh, my uh, promiscuity as a young man would turn off Mr. Graham. What? So Christian men don't have the same bits and functions and the appreciation thereof as anyone else? Whoa! Okay. We, I see what Crazy Peacenick is doing here. I'm sure Sean was just trying to be considerate, and Lou's jovial response indicated that he didn't have worried. But it is sort of a bemusement and curiosity to me when people feel the need to walk on eggshells around Christian folk. It wasn't just Christian folk. It was Lou is also a born-again Christian. Yeah. As you've probably guessed, I am a Christian, a lapsed <laughs> Catholic to be exact, but still striving to be an authentic follower of the original peacenik, Jesus. <laughs> I found Lou's conversion story very moving and beautiful. Strength and humility are not mutually exclusive traits, and it takes great courage to admit powerlessness and, and offer oneself, warts and all, to God. I honor Lou for his commitment to sobriety through God and pray that he continues to find peace. I'm actually not really a big fan of Christian music per se, but I've always appreciated the spiritual themes found in much of popular music, especially in the 80s, when I was decidedly unchurchy and downright agnostic. The music I loved then grappled with the search for love, the, the desire for peace, the angst of fighting against the darkness within, and the yearning for something more to cling to. Spears, maybe you should be a born-again Christian. <laughs> not a chance. Specifically, I found these themes beautifully expressed in the music of The Alarm, U2, of course, The Waterboys, and certain songs by David Bowie, The Cure, Susie and the Banshees, Kate Bush, and Ultravox. So, Sean, if Lou had had a problem with your Midnight Blue story, it would have been his problem. Most Christians don't walk around with shiny halos, and to the best of my knowledge, there are no Catholic temperance leagues. Anyway, I thoroughly enjoy your podcast, and I look forward to listening to them for as long as you record them. Although I live very much in the present, I always have at least a dangling toe stuck in the 80s. With blessings of peace, Cranky Peacenick. Interesting letter. Interesting letter. Doesn't like Cranky Peacenick by definition, isn't that like a... Oxymoron? Right. Just saying. Uh, I don't want to pick fights with with people because of their. No, I think this is no. I think this is a really really good letter, but I'm not going to run from it. I think that uh, I think that there's a good point made there. Uh, I think that our concern of bringing up the story of me 
having losing my virginity to a song, you worry that it's so personal that one the interviewee Lou Graham might think that we're like some crazy morning radio jocks who are trying to screw with him. Right. You know, that's the concern. That two, the right out of the gate, we tell a story about me, you know, boinking, boinking. Which, if if the person on the other end would be like, you know what, that's personal. I don't care. Our Cindy Lauper interview, despite the fact that a lot of people, you know, defended Cindy, she could have gone anyway with this, despite her being so un- unusual and crazy and fun. Cindy was very prickly that day. Right. I don't think, you know, and maybe I said this, and I apologize to Cranky Peastick if I did, but I don't remember linking my um yeah we did did i said i was concerned about his religion that he would you know yeah you know what here's the other thing that people don't know or or maybe you do know if you listen to enough of our interviews sometimes you know sean well sean and i spend a lot of time thinking about what's the question we're going to ask first and every once in a while the first the first thing we say backfires on us it happened with cindy lopper when we when you complimented her cute voice it happened with um colin hay and we said that we had a bone to pick with him about the uh, Ringo All-Star Tour. You know, it's, it has happened eh, maybe a half dozen times over the course of the five years. So to some degree, there's already a little bit of angst about that first question. And then here we are, you know, throwing Lou the money shot. We weren't, right the obviously, we weren't that concerned because we still led still with did it. it. it worked but out that's fine. interesting. Now, I, you know, concern, too, is that I'm pretty sure... I don't know. The, the the tenets of Jesus don't really promote, you know, laying it down. <laughs> I don't I, I have to do a Google on that. Yeah. I somehow think you're right. It's a funny line. All right. Tell them where they can send their letters, as always, Stephen King. As Spears. always, send those letters of protest to stuck in the 80s at tampabay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Hey, I will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s if you can get it right. I've been pretty good about sending out the band stickers and forging Sean's name on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Are you saying stuff like, you know, Nazis rule, get love bent, Sean. Sean Daly. Yeah. I did send one. Somebody sent this nasty email about, um, oh, those cracks that we made about uh, Rainbow and ministry and Judas Priest. And so I wrote, Metal Sucks, Spearsy and Daily. Oh, Jesus. I feel really? kind of bad about that. Wow. Now. But I was in a rotten mood that day. Yeah, you were. You were. All right, what was, uh, let's play Mystery Movie Moment. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. You are here, and so am I. Maybe millions of people go by, but they all disappear from view. I only have eyes for you, Linda. I only have eyes for you. Yes, that's the movie Twins. Ah, you love it. You know, we were going to do a podcast once when Daly was still living in the lair on brother movies. Yeah. We didn't do it. Oh, but man, I still had I really the, wanted to do that. Still can. If people want it, write us in. There's, there's several to choose from. Strange Brew, uh, Blues Brothers, Twins. Um, what else? Man, there, we had like, I had like six of them. <laughs> yeah, we did have a bunch. I wanted to do it. You said no. You oh, said we got to do it. Young Blood with Drop Aust- Low. Australian music. <laughs> Uh, we had a lot of winners this week, Steve. Yeah, far are you ready? Off, yeah. Northwest Jeff, Diane of Chicago, Chris in Chicago. Hey, Diane and Chris should get together. Kevin Wench, Pinhead, the legend, Steve McLean, Crash from Long Beach, the guy who is not yet witty enough to think of a catchy nickname, so shall therefore remain Tony Green of McKinney, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's witty enough. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. 
I don't want to bust out of here and find nothing but a lot of cold circuits waiting for me. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah, I see what you did. That's smart. Yeah. That's good. If you know it, email us at stuckinthees at tempe.com and then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. If I can't call this a mysterious tune, I don't even know how to introduce name that eighties tune. Ho 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 It's name that eighties tune. I don't know what to say. You want to introduce it? No. Do, do your Spears me imitation. No, I, I don't just do it. What are you doing? You're having a meltdown. Uh, anyway, hey, it's name that eighties tune time, and as always, we limp in towards the finish line. Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. Ta-da, yes, obviously that was Play the Game by Queen. Aha! See, that's why we had to do I'll tell show. you what, um, not a lot of winners this week. Name that 80s tune. Are people starting to busy? They're busy in the holidays. holidays. They don't have time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Bowers in Colorado. Kurt in Jersey. Congratulations for winning. Six, but not that six from Wisconsin. Sarah Warden, Ryan in Kansas, and my favorite sexy Christmas elf. She's covered in tinsel this time of year. And nothing else. Carol. The body, Jansen. <laughs> Someone tells me Mr. Jansen's going to be... But nah, he's the beneficiary of the body, the tinsel body. That's good, good point. The beneficiary of the tinsel body. <laughs> <laughs> I did okay, actually send sorry. her. I, sent, I know she got posters. By the way, Spearsy, yeah, I should tell everyone, you made the most delicious Christmas cookies this morning. Thanks. <laughs> What were they? They had like uh, strawberry shortcake. Is that now? What what was in there? Was that a white chocolate? Yeah, it's like a white chocolate. Know, usually white, like white piece, chocolate. Pieces uh, cranberry, strawberries, strawberries. My lord, that was a good cookie. I'm being serious. I know. You I ate like six of them. Now that cookie heartburn starting to <laughs> lurch up. Yeah. I don't think Nick licked any of the ones I gave oh, you. Oh God! Did it have kind of like a frosting on top? <laughs> anyway, oh, pay yeah. attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinthees at tampabay.com. And then tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. PPTMN. Mm. What, what happened to Kathy Wass? Is that the question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's from CW. <laughs> How come we don't invite? Uh, she, we well, we were trying. We were trying to you, get her on. Here's my theory Christmas about show. why Kathy Wass isn't on uh, the show anymore. Because um, you two made the beast with two backs, and you ruined <laughs> everything with your uh, sexual promiscuity. Did you have an affair with Kathy Wass? Come on, no. Ratings bonanza, sweeps week. No. Right. Define affair. <laughs> no. You know, you got so. You know, I, have I ever told people about what you said that one night we were drinking together, and you got really close to my face? You're like, so many secrets. <laughs> <laughs> you stumbled it. Yeah, it's terrifying. Are you like CIA or like you know? I'm trying to think. Is you know when we lived together, I I told you a lot of them, but I don't think I told them all. There's still some. Oh, there. I guarantee there's more. I don't want to know them. Okay, PPTMN. This week comes from Major Bedhead. I don't know if you've ever answered this question, guys, but my biggest regret is never having seen Queen live. Ah, uh, me too. So I was wondering if there was anyone you haven't seen in concert that you wish you could have in their prime. 
in their prime. Steve's answer is Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I saw them. 19, in their prime? Yeah, 1985 on their uh, Welcome to the Pleasure Dome tour. So I bet that was I, kind of a fun you show. You know what's funny is that I've probably seen a lot of bands in their prime. I saw U2 on Unforgettable Fire. That's awesome. I saw um, Frankie on Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. I saw Simple Minds on Once Upon a Time. I saw ACDC on For Those About to Rock. Oh, man, that is good. Uh, Rush. I saw them early in the 80s. Billy Joel on Nylon Curtain. I've seen a lot of great shows. Uh, I think I can beat that. I can well, you should. God. That. Yeah, but I didn't start going, remember, until like 88. Yeah, I saw uh, Judas Priest on the Ram It Down, <laughs> uh, Shove It Up tour. They were uh, they were pretty primey. <laughs> um, my answer, as always, and I want to say we, I, we've talked about this before, um, is Van Halen. Circa 1984, maybe. Or even, you can give me like a Diver Down or Fair, Fair oh, Warning. Diver Down is such a bad album. No, but I'm just trying to go back. It was a still bit. the classic lineup, yeah. But 1984, when they're doing Panama, like to see those guys in there yeah. uh, in Prime, Van Halen is always my answer. I did see Sticks on Mr. Roboto. <laughs> so I don't know if that, does that count as being the Prime or the, the beginning of the end. Actually, that was the end. Journey on Escape. Did you really see Journey Escape? Yeah. Jeez, you really did. Yeah. Well, you're a lot older than I am, so. Three years. Um, Duran Duran is my answer. And I, I've told this story a million times that I was not allowed to go to see them on the Seven and the Ragged Tiger tour with my girlfriend at the time, Elisa. Elisa? Who I still, maybe once a month, kind of Google her name to see if I can find her out there. Jesus. Re- end it. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I just kind of want to know what she's up to. You know What? What? Don't. My pro- here's my project in the year 2011. I am going to um, find you uh, a girl. I'm going to set you up with somebody. I'm going to find you a nice romantic comedy relationship. Nothing dark, you know. You want something no, no more baggage. along the lines of when Harry met Sally or Sleepless in Seattle? Yeah, and don't screw it up. No, I'm not be, Last American Virgin. No, stop. I'm going to be ticked off. If I find out you're, 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 you know, I want you to be honest and pure. It starts flirty. No t- naked pictures sent back and forth. You know what? I'm going to start making a list. No sexy pictures on phones. All right? No more. I'm serious. Stop laughing. No, like, two nights in, like, you know, I want to see your schwants, you know, texts. You know, none of that. No naked pictures. No dirty. No sexting. Okay? Um, let's see. Um, uh, no, like, don't, don't you get you, you you don't play her the breakup episode of the podcast. Yeah, don't that's bring like up Spanish don't fly. bring up other <laughs> don't bring up other chicks. Actually, you, you don't do that. You're pretty good about that yeah. sort of stuff. I'm nothing, but don't I'm not don't don't get like mopey Eeyore Spearsy and don't. Oh my god, don't hit her with that crap early. Like how sensitive you are. Just be you're a funny guy. You could be a charming guy. Just be normal, okay? <laughs> in t- in 2011, and then we'll, we will uh, in so many words. We will present the results on the Stuck of the 80s podcast. Well, you, my, my, my interest is peaked here. So what age would this girl be? I mean, what age? I know you like him a little. Shut up. But what age? Yes. Yeah, I do like to date younger women. But you prefer. Um, so you'd say somewhere between the ages of 35 and 40. I'm going to drop that number a bit, okay? Really? I'm going to put you at. 32? Uh, 32 to. I know a couple of 32-year-olds. 32 to 40. Thirty okay. to forty. Um, she's gonna be uh, funny. Good. Um, but she also has. She can have a dark sense of humor. If you drop the f bomb, 
she's not going to care. She says it sometimes too, but for good effect. Do you, she she drinks. She can go out and have fun. Oh, but, yeah. but she's not like she doesn't overdo not lush, it. Not lush. You know, she went to college and she lived a little. I'm going to be honest with you. She lived a little. What do you mean by that? No, she went to college and like everybody else, she had fun and and toked up and okay, you know yeah. did the walk of I like shame. It. I like it. What do you? You don't want to? You don't? No, no. Want, I want like I want you know Sister lot... Mary Margaret. No, of course not. But she, now she doesn't want to be like played, man. No games. How tall is this person? She's five eight. That's good. Yeah. Color hair. Um, brunette or red? Are you giving me the the stats? <laughs> I know you don't like blondes, so no blondes. No, I don't tend to mesh well with blondes. But I, oh, here's another thing. Here's another thing. You're not, she's not going to be on Kettle of Fish, dude, or whatever it's called. Or, 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 Plenty or, of fish. Or Bag of Whimsy, or I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> oh God, whatever all your dating sites are. Bagofwhimsy.com. I like that. You know, none of that. I'm, okay? not, doing that. I'm not doing that again. Okay. I'm done with that. I've, I, I went there. I had, I had a curiosity. It's been, it's been. Yeah, you were bi curious. It's all right. No, I, I was. I wanted to see what it was like to do online dating. But if I, I find out that you are pulling any of your crap, because here's what you do you'll start like, oh, yeah, I'm home right now. I sure could use a picture on my phone. No. I will, I will unleash hell on you if I find out you're gumming <laughs> this up. Because I'm going to be invested, baby. I'm going to be invested. I'm going to be like Gordon Gecko on I this shit. I accept the challenge. I accept it. Okay. Let's wait but till, if let's I find out from year. her, okay. Wait till I know you're 2011. You're gonna just cruise into the. Yeah, nobody wants to date in December anyway. It's yeah, because nobody busy. wants. What, what kind of present do you buy for someone that you've been dating for like three but don't weeks? Don't if you if I find out you are Eeyore in her, I will be furious. <laughs> it's not a position; it's a way of life. Anyway, all right. Are we still in PBTM, man? No, I think I turned the recorder off hours <laughs> ago. All right. Well, I love this. I, I'm I'm in a great mood now, and I have a little request. I was wondering, since Santa is coming in just two weeks, if you could play Queen's Thank God It's Christmas as we fade out. Sure thing. Along with myself, Freddie Mercury, Brian May, Sean Daly. And the mystery girl arriving in 2011. We all remain here hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. 